Welcome back to episode 4 of Financial Discipline Part 2, which is a continuation of episode 4, Financial Discipline Part 1. If you haven't listened to Part 1, make sure you stop this episode and go back to listen to Part 1 because that is the intro before digging deep into this one and let us get into it concern here today is like oh but what if my money gets stolen because that's what I wanted to ask you so like those people that have concerns about oh but what if I'm giving to the wrong church and the wrong like the wrong place like I want to give my money but I'm scared that church is not really manage mismanaging my money like are they still going to be will God still bless them because I know there's some people that have these concerns. So what would you say to them, sir? Yes, thank you so much, Ricky, for that. That's actually a really good question. Um, so the concern is, um, again, down to management. It's down to management. The idea is when you are giving, mm-hmm. so it's not between you and the pastor. It's not you between you and the church. It's, again, I cannot state this enough. It's between you and God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really between you and God when you give give it unto God just say God I, I this giving is to you this giving is to you God and you trust it to him because if you give in the wrong place you will find that they will be exposed for it mm. it's the wrong thing with God Now, that's to put your physical needs to rest. That when you give, just give it knowing you're giving it to God. In your mind, settle it that this giving is giving it to God. Mm. Whoever misuses the money that was given to God, it follows them as a curse. Mm -hmm. So you know this. If it's if it was bad, if it was hurting your heart that oh yeah I'm just giving my money and they're gonna misuse it was burdening you so much, then feel a very funny sense of relief. Rest assured, between you and God. And if they are mismanaging, can like so how do you determine where you're supposed to give? Like, are you supposed to give in the same like church? like ideally the church that you're attending and if you're not and let's say you're attending church online so where do you where do you give in the same house that you attend yeah so you give it the house where the word was ministered to you Mm -hmm. where the outpouring of words were given to you ideally when we'll get to that topic i hope you will victoria ideally you all Mm. do spiritual parents but that's a topic for another time but yeah. ideally, you give it. You give it to where you were ministered to, where the word was poured to you, where the blessing was given to you, where a message was shared with you. You give that. Now we have a culture of giving in the house of God, and I feel it so strongly in my spirit how uncomfortable it makes people feel. I know how uncomfortable it makes you feel. I know. I know how uncomfortable it makes you feel. And when the church starts to talk about money, I know you almost feel like they have no right to ask for your money. I just, I need you to understand something here. Mm. It's something I really try, because I feel it so strongly. Mm. spirit, This sense that, you know, it's such an uncomfortable thing to talk about that there is the feeling, there is the complaint, there is a cry in your spirit. Hmm. There is people, why are they doing it with money? Why should I have to give? Why should I? There is a complaint, there is a noise in your spirit. But I need you to trust me when I say, not I, but the Lord. Oh, Lord. Hmm. And I promise you, I promise you, all your givings, when they're giving towards him, because he said, give me 10% and I will double it. I will triple it. I will quadruple it. You just say, God, between me and you, not me and the pastor, between me and you, God, I am giving my 10%. First thing first, because money, I know it's an uncomfortable thing. 
but it's just one of the many uncomfortable conversations that you have to have for healthy relationships. Like we said, money is as a relationship you need to have for healthy communication to build and for healthy solutions to arrive. It is healthy to pay your time. It's healthy. It might feel uncomfortable at the time, but it is healthy to pay your time. It is healthy because God said so, and there is a promise of investment. I know this. I have gotten business offers and opportunities to grow businesses and invest in businesses where I did not have. It just came to me. Mm. It just came to me. Even the Verdict podcast, this one I'm recording now, it just came to me. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So that's Amen. to put, thank you. So that's to put your physical needs because the second half of it, what I really want to get deep into, especially with a calling like one that I have, is on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. God mm. actually directing you to where you should do it. Now, this is the easy way. The problem with that is before we get into the easy way of doing it, we probably need to talk about listening. Like how well do you listen? This is a personal question. Like how well do you listen? Before I say how well do you listen to God, what's the test of your family, your loved ones? Do they, do they say you have a good track record of actually listening to them? Because the Bible says, if you hate your brother who you can't see, how can you love God that you do not see? Mm-hmm. So the people around you, do they have a track record of saying when, when they talk, they feel like you listen to them? And or do you have mentors? Is there somebody you listen to? Or are you just generally a hard of hearing person? Like very hard to be convinced. You don't have a teachable spirit. Mm. No teachable spirit. Before we talk about the fact that the Holy Spirit God Almighty, whom you do not see, actually speaks to you that you should listen. So the knowing is a knowing. Some people call it a sixth sense, but it's a knowing. Give you money there. Some people say, well, I just have a voice. But God, the Bible says in Job 33, 14, that God does speak in one way, yet uh, no one perceives it. In a dream, in a terror of the night, but God is constantly speaking and loudly so. The question, the honest is down to you to pay attention. Now, with tithes and giving, as long as you read it in God's word, you will find a pull in your spirit. Go this way, do that, give this because mm. it's opening doors. Because with God, He's putting you in positions to succeed. Because whether you agree or not, you have a devil trying to tear you down. And the Bible says he accuses you day and night. If you feel like you feel self-condemned on a daily basis, and I'm talking to you out there. Yes, sir. You feel like there's a voice that's condemning you and say, you know, it really is a voice condemning you out there. Mm-hmm. And it's the voice of the devil. The Bible says he's an accuser of the brethren. Day and night. That's why some of the nonsense you hear somebody saying about you on accusation are a voice. It's, it's best not to really listen to all the nonsense you hear. Mm. And take it in. And accept it as who you are. And accept it as your personality. And accept it as your character. Sometimes it's best to just accept, well, they don't really know me like that. And they're just talking. Mm. This now separates the voices. It puts a criteria to you about what you actually listen to. And it says to you that you actually only listen to the best things. When somebody is saying something negative that's not profit you, but angel says it like this. It says, if somebody doesn't know how to construct you, to build you up, then they're in the business of demolition. I cannot mm-hmm. not say something good about Victoria for weeks that actually promotes her and helps her. But all I do is tell her, Vicky, you know, you're not, you're not doing this well enough. You're not good enough. This. No, I need to first demonstrate that I can build her up. So mm-hmm. when I'm telling her, fix this, fix that, I've demonstrated I have a habit of building. So my, my, my construction 
is fixing something so that the construction is even better, the building is even better. So when mm. you listen to people around you, you want to make sure that their construction is building so that you don't listen to just anything that might be deconstruction. You might be in the demolition business. Now, once you've established, um, you've set the scene that you actually listen to the best things, now it's easy for you to start tuning even better to accepting that the Bible says that God has spoken better things, that the blood of Jesus speaks better things for you. Now, when you know God only speaks better things about you, then you start to trust the voice of better because you've created a CV that you want to listen to better. And this is how you make money because you, you want to see the opportunities, the good opportunities mm. and act on it where you want to hear him speak the good things, the good opportunities, the advantage, the good news. That good news we call the gospel. So where you should give your money, where you should invest, God will tell you that good news. And because you have demonstrated that you choose the best things, you choose the better things, which is why the Bible says, I put before you life and death. God himself says, I put before you life and death. You choose. It's your choice. So when we say tithe, we'll present to you the best of it and say, well, it's going to improve you. It's, it's, it really is going to improve your life, make things better for you. Because you've demonstrated there's something that can leave you, which means saying sorry can come out of you. It's, I'm talking again back to money as a relationship because you can demonstrate that you can say sorry, which means it can come out of you. That you're mm. not too prideful, you're not too hard. You're not a, you don't hold on to money to the last cent. Whilst inflation is killing you, reducing the value of the money you have in your hands. You recognize I need to invest it somewhere. I need to let it go so that it comes back to you. So if I can let a sorry go, I will get a sorry in return. Hmm. so if it can come out of you so God's way of testing your character reshaping your character letting go of those things that you feel no I just can't let you how could they have said this God circumcises your heart by saying just learn to let something go let it leave you so they said something bad about you let it go there is better so this person failed you let it go there is better Amen. Now, all of this starts with your tithing because these things are life. God is just trying to see these things you let go like this, the devil won't have anything to hold over you. Like Vicky said, she let go of 20 and 20 more came back. So God is like, when you let go of money for an investment, you know it's coming back. So with tithe, it's giving to God to circumcise your tithe, to build your character. To show you somebody that easily lets go, that can let go, something can leave you for better things. It's called letting go of good for better. Mm. So money is a spirit, like God is a spirit. It can listen. Money listens. Money listens. It's like, here I'm well taken care of. Victoria has a statement of accounts of how she's spending her money. And she sticks to it. She's committed. She's loyal. She's faithful. Do you see how attractive these qualities are? That's what they say. I am a money magnet. They say there's a money magnet. They say there's a money pool. Hmm. And invest. You want to invest in the best places. Now, the best way to know your investment to the best places, whether you want to buy a house, they'll ask you for your credit score. They, the bank wants to know how well do you manage you your know? money yes yeah so god is like what is your credit score how well do you manage little tithe little tithe he that's not faithful in little is not faithful enough why should i give you the whole company <laughs> little you can't even give 10 percent. and is, isn't that scripture where it says um like you were people given to your bosom, or what's it called? People give it to your bosom. They will give to you lavishly. 
okay wine maketh merry but money answereth all things and that scripture write it down what scripture was it sir um it's proverbs 10 sorry it's ecclesiastics ecclesiastes sorry 10 19 and another scripture i'll give you is proverbs 10 15 the rich man's wealth is his strong city the destruction of the poor the destruction of the poor is their poverty reluctance to let go of things mm. people who are just so hard on money so hard which is why i said personality types matter you need to yeah. surrender mm. so you lose yourself you lose yourself for better Say, I let go of my old self to win. Hmm. So Paul said, I count all things but loss, save for the excellency of Christ Jesus. So with money, that little 10%, you need to have it in your psyche that that 10% is so little. You need to re-say it to yourself. You need to tell yourself in the mirror, it's just 10%. It's just 10%. And then after a while, starts to say it's just 10, it's just 1,000. And then start to say to yourself, it's just 10,000. And then start to say to yourself, it's just 100,000. Mm -hmm. And then start to say to yourself, it's just, just one million. Yep. And then start to say to yourself, it's just, <laughs> just. There is a way of the kingdom in yes. riches. The devil has you locked in. In the word, it's too much. So even the little 10% feels like too much, which is why the Bible says the destruction of the poor is their poverty. It's the mindset. It's not the lack of resource. Mm. It's not the fact that you don't have, it's the mindset. It's the mindset. You fail you to manage your mind. Yeah. You here today, can, you can be a millionaire and you will be. Amen. Amen. I receive it. Receive that. You're a millionaire. Me, I am. That is it. Amen. And we need to talk about this things because Christians, millionaires, but it starts with just 10%. One time. Mm. It starts with just 10 Somebody gives you a, a present, tithe it. If you don't know how much to tithe, ask yourself, what is the value? What would I have How much would I have paid for this present? How much do I think this present was? 45? Mm. Okay, it's 4.5 pounds. Mm. How much do I think this paper was worth? 100, okay, 10. Okay, get my salary tomorrow, 5K. So we don't just tithe then on our salaries. So, so when we tithe on our assets. You tithe on your assets. Mm -hmm. Learn something new. You get an insurance on all your assets. Financial literacy has to do with order. That's why they, you hire an accountant and an accountant has a balance sheet. These things are not just that. Somebody with a good accountant has a lot of money. Yeah. Because they structure their finances. They say this year, you're going over your spending by 20%. If you can't buy something twice, you can't afford it. So if you, if you know you can't buy something twice, then just be content. Try and push yourself in a content corner and be like, is this a luxury or is it a need? Because the Bible says luxury is not for the full. So if it's a luxury, start to scale down until you get to this level where you have to buy the thing double. We need to be honest with money. You cannot be emotional with money, which is why earlier on I had to speak to you about the strong pull, the uncomfortable feeling to shake it off. God delights that you prosper. God 100% delights that you prosper. Exactly. And we're going to talk about prosperity in like a later episodes, in the one of the later episodes, but it's true. Mm. So it is just, thank you so much for that, Richard. It is just, it is just 10%. Most of the people, of all the people I've mentored, 
you know about my position on giving, and it's it's just ten percent. And I know you're destined for greater things. You you're destined for better things. I just want you to understand that you the little money you're holding on to is nothing compared to the most money you're you're going to make. Mm. You let go of your current level. You need to let go of the time when five thousand pounds is too much for you. You need to let go of the time when ten thousand pounds is too much for you. You need to let go of the time when two hundred pounds is too much for you. You need to get it in your head that the days of two hundred thousand pounds are there. It's not unachievable. It's just the way you've thought all along. Hmm. So, so when it says then the word, so when we talk about like obtaining kingdom, you know, finances and how that looks like, so it's basically we need to like manage our mind. So, you know, where it says, where the word says, I'm a joint heir with Christ, like in Romans chapter eight, verse 17, where it says, and if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together so then why is it some people may be asking themselves why am i still broke there's there's three things and this is very important that you note and it's in ecclesiastes okay it's in the book of ecclesiastes and i will pull it for you one of the reasons is number one, Ecclesiastes 9-11. And you need to understand this is something puzzling to one of the richest men alive. Puzzling to one of the richest men alive. So Ecclesiastes 11-9. And it reads, and I'll read for you from the Amplified. All right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ecclesiastes 9, 11. But 11, 9 also has a really nice um, scripture if you'd like to read that later. Ecclesiastes 11, I again saw under the sign from the Amplified that the race is not to the swift and the battle is not to the strong and neither is bread to the wise nor riches to those of intelligence and understanding nor favor to men of ability but time and chance happen to them all. Time and chance. Mm -hmm. Opportunity. The big opportunity. Opportunity. So it's opportunity. It's the big time and chance happens to them all. The only way for you to to break out of that is to be in God's time. Because the Bible says redeeming the time. Since you were joint heirs with Christ, God brings you into a place where you are always in his time, always in his prosperity, always in his purpose, where he always influences you to win. This is your being a joint heir with Christ. That everything that is God's is yours. But with money and success like this, the Bible is very clear that time and chance happens to all men. Because the Bible says God makes it rain on both the wicked and the good alike. So God is not saying, oh, you might think you're the most beautiful person, so you should get rich. No, 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 no. You might think you're the most intelligent, so you should. No, 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 no. You will find somebody who you think is stupid getting rich. As a matter of fact, if you look at all the president's wives, they're not really necessarily at the level of a Kim Kardashian. Not to say they're not beautiful in character. But you would say a Kim Kardashian is more beautiful. And yet you will find it's somebody whom you don't really, might not rate in your own eyes as beautiful. Marry a, a global diplomat. Mm -hmm. Bill Gates, um, ex-wife was not, you wouldn't say she's at the level of a supermodel. Not to say she's not beautiful. But there's a reason why he married just her. Mm -hmm. Time and the chance. She saw the opportunity. There was an opportunity there. 
that mm. other people did not see. So you right now are the rich one in your family, but opportunity. So you need to lock yourself in time and chance. You need to keep a hawkish eye on opportunities. This is where they say, this is my moment. And mm -hmm. I will only use this reference once. I mean, I'm, I'm not encouraging you to use that. Had it in his, uh, his eight-mile speech. You only get one shot. Because opportunity comes. Now, where he says opportunity comes once in a lifetime, God brings opportunity over and over and over and, and over again. Redeems the time for your sake. So the, the reason for that, right now I know you feel like you don't have it, but I promise you, you will. Mm -hmm. in your family but you need to shake off the old mindset it wasn't working that's the first step to understand the old way was not working you need to do something new you need to do something better you need to have a hawkish eye on opportunity you need to be willing to let go of some things it starts with your type stop allowing the devil to rob your vaults you have an endless supply in heaven mm -hmm. just 10% so that's where we need to start from, like tithing. Tithing. And break free from brokenness. Mm -hmm. Like understand that money has principles. Treat it like a relationship. Treat your money like a relationship. Manage its affairs well. Treat it like it's the only one. Treat it with loyalty and faithfulness. But do not worship money. You worship God. And understand that relationship serves you, your growth, your increase, your, your upliftment. It's to raise your standard, not to suck you dry. Mm. God did not mean for you to have money at the level of God. He means for money to serve you, a devoted lover. Mm. So you start with saying it's just time. Pay it. Secondly, have a hawkish eye for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Have a hawkish eye for opportunity. Stop being afraid. The, if you tithe, you will be okay with some things leaving you. Which means when you get your business idea, being led by the Holy Spirit, you will not be afraid to undertake it. Hmm. You won't be like, what if I start my podcast and nobody listens? No, you start your podcast. Have your, have your product out there. That opportunity can find it. Don't say, if I start my salon, it won't work out. What if I don't cast? No, have your salon out there in the market so that opportunity can find it, that God may bless God. you. Amen. Yes. So mm. you need to start thinking ownership, which is why we said you think at the level of God. You start to think like God. You're a joint heir. So you're a joint heir. So God has things. So what does it mean? God deals in ownership. He says the land, the silver, the gold are mine. You start to say to yourself, that business is mine. This company is mine. My online TikTok promotion company is Amen. mine. All these YouTube videos, it's mine. The YouTube company is mine. My e-commerce is mine. My, the lands I own there are mine. The buildings I own there are mine. Mm -hmm. You start to think in this manner, which is why the first thing was to break your mind. Stop the diffusion of responsibility. You are the one. We change things. Don't leave it to the next man. Say somebody is coming. You are the help that's coming. And God expects it so. This is why it says you are a joint heir. Money-wise, God expects you are the one to come and change things. The way God changes things. So you don't diffuse the responsibility. You put it on yourself. You stop seeing blocks, which is why the Bible says the poor man's destruction is his poverty. It's not that he was poor. It's the fact that poverty destroyed. He allowed the feeling of lack. Mm. You're intelligent. Come on. You're resourceful. Your dreams never died. You go after them. You just need to shake it off. Just tithe your time. Tithe your time. Stop saying too much on your Facebook. 
Stop staying too much on your TikTok. This is what we mean by tithe. Taking time, like time, you can tithe your time. You can say ten for ten minutes tomorrow. I'll spend time with God. I'll stay off my Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'll stay off my TikTok for twenty minutes tomorrow. Stay off my social media. Tie the time. And I will think about ways I can improve my life because your family depends on you. People depend on you. This is the idea of being a Christian. This is the idea of being in the faith to actively impact people's lives and let them know God did it, which is your joint air position because God rules and you must. You Mm. have to. I'm sorry, but you have to. I am putting the responsibility on you because we need you. You think the church is not managing the money well? You get money and manage it well. You then go to the homeless and help them at a global scale. You don't think your local church is feeding people enough? You then get the resources. Do it. Do it. Don't sit and complain. Complain to do something about it. Mm. And people also sometimes also want to just add on one thing. So it's like, don't, because some people are like, oh yeah, but the word of God tells us we should like help the poor. Yes, we should help the poor and we should be a blessing to our world. But it does not mean that you take your tithe that is for God and then you are like, I'm not going to tithe to God because I'm just going to give it to the poor. Exactly. And with that said, let's take a short break by worshipping to Steadfast Love by Love World Singers. Don't go anywhere and we shall be right back on episode 4 of Financial Discipline Part 2 of the verdict stay tuned said you will always have the poor with you the bible jesus says going to the highways god first bid the rich people church than the poor i know this sounds tough for you but god first bid says that we should evangelize the rich first and when the rich refused to come as well he said go into the valleys into the highways and call these ones matthew 22 5 why so that the rich people in church who, read, who never actually complain about tithe and giving. Because mm-hmm. if there is more of rich people who never actually complain about tithe and giving, then any less fortunate in the church will immediately be taken care of by the abundance supplied by the rich. Exactly. And so you know how 
you just reminded me because when you said that you know how like when you earn a certain salary in um they start taking 50 percent towards tax yeah you know so in a way it's like the wealthy are like um so in the same context like you said that it's like the wealthy even when it comes to tax you know some people complain you know 50 percent is quite it's a lot but when you're wealthy 50 percent they take that so now the other like people who are not on earning on that salary are taken care of so it's the same yep. thing here and they never complain because they have the i mean if he's earning like two million <laughs> yeah. do you know what she says it's just a million we are getting to that level amen. you have to get to that level amen otherwise you'll find yourself complaining 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 god's purpose is that you be rich that you lift other people exactly that there be no poor amongst you. Jesus said you will always, you'll always have the poor among you and entreated them to first give to God. He said give to God first. You will always have the poor among you. Jesus did not say he's one of the poor people. He says you, you will always have them among you. You. He didn't say I will always have them with me. No, no, he said you will always have, always have you with them. And he also said for your sake I made myself for you, for my sake, I was poor. The problem is, people confuse the words of Jesus with the ones of King Leopold that mm -hmm. encourage people to be poor by saying, "Blessed are the poor." When Jesus said, "Blessed are the poor in spirit," they have no pride. They have no um, self-exaltation. These ones are poor in spirit. They don't have any assumption that they're the cleverest. That they're you're the most intelligent, you're the most beautiful. There is no assumption. My intelligence comes from God. My wisdom comes from God. My knowledge comes from God. I couldn't live Amen. by myself. I couldn't think by myself. God, I need, I depend on God for these things. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you have a poor spirit. That you're poor in spirit, not a poor spirit, sorry, but you're poor in spirit. That you know your richness supplied by God. You have the courage to admit your weakness and God covers for you. Like with finances, if you feel like you have a weakness in giving and you've not done it right the right way, you just say, God, well, I'm here now. I know better. Information has come in. That's the difference between the rich and the poor information. Which is why a rich man will give his, his children information to make sure they're never poor because there is no going back. Mm. tell him how you sustain the money how you increase the money how you grow them I'll tell his sons then you'll say the rich kid getting richer no the information stays so but for us for you we're getting richer and richer by the day amen amen so it starts with just tithe and Victoria thank you so much and I just, I'm just going to pray I'm going to say a prayer for you to settle your heart to increase your finances to increase your capacity to give so that you be so rich in your Amen. Amen. Be so rich in your city not for pride's sake but just so that when they see you they know what God is like this is God's desire this is why you're Air, joint air with Christ. Amen. When they see you, they know what God is like. When they see you, they say, also oh, you believe in God and you're so rich. So that's what it is. I want in. Exactly. Amen. And before you pray, sir, you yes. know, if you're listening, you know, listening and you know, before um before Brother Peter prays for us, uh, and I just want you guys to, as you're listening in, believe these words take these words and put them into action change your mindset as brother peter has shared you know i'm so grateful to have him in my life he is a man of god so listen to what this kingdom man of god is saying and when he prays for you receive it you know it's not it's god speaking through brother peter the holy spirit is convicting you to have a change so take these words and that's why i'm 
you know like reiterating this because sometimes people listen to things and they don't actually like understand the significance of taking in so take these words in believe it faith without works is dead they work together so faith you need to take these words believe them and put it to work amen Father, I thank you for all your children gathered here today. Thank you, Lord, that your final say on money is here, Lord, that they, mm. that they increase. I thank you that when they see you, when they are seen, Lord Jesus, when they are seen, they will be known for money. They will be known for increase. For Amen. I decree the best in their lives. I settle every heart that's felt questioned about money. I settle every heart that's felt looked down on because of their financial situation i raise the standards of their money i raise the standards of their giving in the house these ones are luxurious giving they store up gold as dust money is just around them lord just money 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 just follows everywhere they will never be put to shame because of their financial status or the state status of their accounts i thank you that every hard heart has been softened lord and that the grace of giving has increased in their hearts that they are the church that they are the givers that they are the rich men that sustain all them that are broken all them that are cast down they are the upliftment they are the millionaires they are the martyr thank you lord for everybody under the sound of my voice today god bless you all thank you all so very much man oh that was beautiful oh thank you so much sir thank you so much for that prayer thank you for blessing us with that word and what are your closing remarks from today's episode sir thank you so much victor i actually have to thank victoria so very much i am very very proud of victoria i am very proud of the work that she does how she lets the holy spirit minister through us through her she has a willing heart willing ear she's a very great calling I don't know anyone who loves more, gives more, freely cares more about people. Victoria really does, and she does these things for free. This is just to testify that the things we have believed are true. And trust me, trusting God is something you will never regret. It's the best relationship. That 10%, it's just 10%. Mm. It's the start of your financial prosperity. It's the start of your blessing. That tithe protects you. That tithe sanctifies. That tithe changes. I really, really, this, I can't, I could speak on this for hours, but just for the sake of this, don't feel ashamed. Don't feel put down. Don't feel like if you give, you will lose. You're never going to lose. You're never going to lack anything. It's your year to shine. Be willing to give. As soon as you get your salary, your money, your profits from your business, just immediately, just close your eyes and say 10%, that's off. Then use the rest the way you would like. Mm. But that first 10%, go for it. Go for it. Care about God. Really care about God. It's something that's not talked about, but God really is tender-hearted. In the book, uh, in Jeremiah 7, God felt, you know, the Bible says God is a jealous God. And he noticed that the children of Rechem listened to their father who told them to be poor and they listened. Yet when he spoke to Israel, his children, to to the church, they some did not listen. And God felt so concerned. You can almost hear the heartbreak when he says, why do these ones not listen? Yet they, these ones listened to their father. Who did not mean to prosper them? Why do they not listen over and over again when I speak to them? You can hear the heartbreak. Mm. The Bible says that you may know how tender-hearted God truly is, soft-hearted. So when he speaks to you in this manner, it really pays to listen because it's, it's from a place of heart, of love. And no one loves you better than God. Mm. No one loves you better than God. That 10% is just your response to that love. Hallelujah. So thank you so much, Victoria, for this. 
Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. This is my personal mentor. How blessed am I? Like, thank you so much, sir, for your time and for the word that you've shared for taking this time out. And I just wanted to add one more thing to as my closing remarks in this episode um, is that God doesn't need your money. It's for your benefit and it creates discipline. Hence why this title was called Financial Discipline. There was so much to cover and there was even more that you know, we didn't have time to cover. But hopefully we'll cover that um, later on. You know, if you choose not to tithe, it's your choice. So you have to reap what you sow, isn't it? So the verdict that you have reached today about your finances what is your choice going to be? What is the verdict going to be in regards, in relation to your finances? A man of God, you know, Brother Peter, he has shared so many things, you know, and I call him man of God. He truly is a man of God in his character. If I just could give you a little hourglass and you could see his life, you know, he he tithes, he, he, he sponsors the gospel, you know, in so, so many ways. And you will see when his businesses flourish, hmm, it, it's going to be amazing. So I just want to remind you that we've shown you the benefits today. We've talked about the benefits of tithing in particular. And Brother Peter has also shared with you in the importance of mind management. So from this, now the choice is up to you. And I'm going to end with this two scriptures, which is... 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 and I'm going to read it first in the King James Version but this I say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully and I'm going to read that in the Passion Translation because I want to show you something a stingy sower will reap a meager harvest but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. You see, you have to give from, you know, you have to give from your heart, you know, and you have to be generous because we've seen here that if you give little, you will not gain much. So if you give bountifully, you will reap bountifully. And the last scripture I want to end with is this scripture here, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8. And I'm reading this one in the NIV. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So the door will be opened to the one who knocks. Reprove your finances. Reprove them. Change them. Remember that scripture we read at the beginning. You know, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. So all of this that we're saying is because we have, we've seen it as testimonies in our own life. So what is your verdict going to be about your finances? Let us know by sending us a message on Facebook, sending us a message on Instagram, the underscore verdict pod, and you can share your thoughts there. I also want to just emphasize that if you have not given your life to Christ, I just want you to say this prayer after me. It's really, really important that if you are listening and you haven't given your life to Christ, you know, this is the time. The time is now. You know, we have seen there's been so many testimonies in not only my own life, but in, you know, Brother Peter's life as well. And the only way to, you know, come into the kingdom and enjoy this kingdom inheritance joined as with Christ is by receiving Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is Lord. So if you just repeat after me, I'm going to say a prayer wherever you are, just repeat after me. 
and I'll say, and you can repeat after me and we mean it wholeheartedly. And then I'll invite Brother Peter to just pray for those who have given their lives to Christ. So, oh Lord God, I believe with all my heart in Jesus Christ, son of the living God. I believe he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he's alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. From this day, through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I'm born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm now a child of God. Hallelujah. So if you said that prayer, you're now a child of God, please send us a message on Instagram and also on Facebook. It's in the description link below. If you're watching this, listening on pod, um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor, and you would love to, you know, we would love to connect with you. It's important that we get you into a Bible study group, that we get you to grow now that you are a child of God and we'll also be sending you a little book that you should be reading. So Saif, I just invite you to pray and then we'll close this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much, Victoria. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for all your children that have made the decision, the wonderful decision to give their lives to you. I thank you, Lord, that this is the best decision that they'll ever make. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for the trust that's now in your hands, Lord, that their trust is in your hands. Their lives are better. I declare promotion upon them. Amen. Good them. I declare a mighty release of angels around them. Unusual favor follows them. Thank you, Lord, that your children are home, your sons and daughters are home. I thank you for the great party in heaven because of their arrival. Thank you, Lord, that these ones are now marked for birth in Zion. And they're a joy to their families, to their lives. They are covered from any attacks of the enemy. The devil will no longer find them. Unhappiness will no longer find them. Sadness will no longer find them. Amen. Depression will no longer find them. Lack will never find them. Loss will never find them. I thank you, Lord, that they have disappeared from all their troubles and worries and are now found in you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode four, Financial Discipline, part two. Make sure you stay connected on all our socials and make sure you tune in same time next week. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you again on episode five of The Verdict. God bless you.